Hello, my name is Christopher Domicio. I am the author of a very good novel, Coronavirus, uh, by me. And so far, uh, I've read the prologue and three of the first chapters um, in previous podcasts. This edition is going to be chapter four of a novel, Coronavirus, a very good novel, Coronavirus, by me, Christopher Domicio. And here we go. Chapter four, A Sack of Potatoes. Bob was shaped like a sack of flour, had skin that was about the same color as the flour bag, and had hair that went from long on his ears and body to missing on top of his head. Bob didn't like having jobs, and was generally considered to be a pretty good guy by those who knew him. He wasn't handsome, ugly, or remarkable in any particular way. Bob was neither alpha nor beta. Like his name, he just sort of was. Maybe if he had been Robert or Bobby, there might have ended up being something interesting about him, but no, he was just Bob. Perhaps, though, it's not fair to say there was nothing interesting about Bob. Bob had lots of ideas. Bob generally saw connections between things that a sane person would never connect. Bob was also very good at figuring out how to get through life without having to do much that he didn't want to do. On the one hand, Bob was like the most privileged royalty to have ever walked the planet, and that he didn't have to scrabble for his sustenance, bow to anyone, nor kiss the boot, nor spend his life doing things he didn't really want to do, to, only to die having done nothing that he really did want to do. On the other hand, Bob was a nobody, which was part of his success, really. No one really noticed Bob. No one offered him promotions or opportunities. He wasn't pursued by beautiful women, and he only rarely was fucked with by anyone, because he wasn't the type of person people fucked with. He was the kind of person people walked by without ever having noticed that they walked by him. On the rare occasion when someone did fuck with Bob, it generally ended bad for them. Even though he drove a shitty car, didn't have any real money to speak of, was completely devoid of any sort of functional power in the world, and for all intents and purposes was just one of the many on the bottom tiers of society, he walked the earth as if he owned it. Maybe it was because he was ignored most of the time and allowed to do whatever he might want, or maybe as he had thought a time or two, he was the reincarnation of Caesar, Napoleon, or Genghis Khan. Reincarnation was a tricky subject, though, because he also felt like he might be the reincarnation of a slave, an abused woman, or a hanged criminal. All that reincarnation stuff aside, because Bob wasn't even sure if he believed in such a thing, he was pretty sure that he didn't in fact, but not so sure as to be sure it wasn't a thing after all, so maybe he sort of believed in it sometimes. But yes, all of that aside, it didn't go well for anyone to fuck with Bob. Imagine what happened when you fucked with Genghis Khan. You'd get your head lopped off or be drawn and quartered, but since Bob wasn't Genghis Khan and didn't have horses, an army, minions, or even a sword, he just had to figure out how to ruin people. Now, I want to be clear here. Bob wasn't a bad guy. In fact, he was a good guy. Bob helped people, took care of people, tried as hard as anyone to avoid any kind of conflict whatsoever. Bob was more likely to be correct in a disagreement over something, but deferred that he was incorrect just to avoid a conflict, because conflict never led to anything good. So if you wanted to tell Bob that Ben Franklin was a homosexual and Bob knew for a fact that Franklin was actually a straight or bisexual person, Bob would probably gently correct you. If you were the kind of person who then let it go, then that was that. If you were the kind of person, however, that continued to argue, the kind who had to be right, well, then Bob would let you be right and you would be able to walk off and feel superior for being correct, even if in reality you were wrong. But if you were the kind of person who would then mock Bob, or lorded over him that you were right and he was wrong, or push things even further, well, then that meant you probably would get what you deserved. And in a situation like that, Bob was the arbiter of both judgment and punishment. What would that punishment be? 
It really depended. He wasn't above leaving hardcore pornography with some asshat's name on it in a place where the wife or business associates that they had might find it. He'd been known to use profiles linking to his perps and forums where there was sure to lead to identities being stolen. He'd once met a racist asshole who insisted on spouting his view publicly, even when asked politely to stop. And it was no fault of Bob's but really it was, that the racist was later reported to the Department of Homeland Security as being a member of an Islamic terrorist organization. And once in a while, if the circumstances were right and the punishment were called for, Bob would go ahead and up and kill a motherfucker. So that was Bob. Oh, one more thing that I really should mention. Bob had met Gaia. In fact, it was Bob who first called her Sweet Sugar Magnolia. Bob was an old-time deadhead. He'd been born just a bit too late to enjoy the heyday of the hippies, but the good part about that was that he missed all the freaky Charles Manson bullshit. So he wasn't a hippie, but he grew up listening to the Grateful Dead, caught shows when he could, cooked grilled tomato and cheese sandwiches in concert parking lots once in a while, and generally did a lot of drugs, at least until he didn't. Bob took shitloads of LSD, ate crates full of magic mushrooms, and smoked at least as much weed as Snoop Dogg. Okay, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. He smoked a lot of weed, but nobody's smoked that much. Anyway, he was so tuned in, turned on, and dropped out that there was nowhere else for him to drop out of. In fact, he'd tuned in and turned on so much that he was starting to get boring. Bob could dose LSD through a convention and eat shrooms like they were corn chips. It was starting to get boring for him, and he was wondering when he was going to die so he could find out if the reincarnation shit was real or just a myth. And that was when he met Doctor. Doctor doesn't really play much of a role in this story, at least not yet, and he he didn't play much of a role in Bob's overall story either. Bob was sitting on a bench, tripping out, listening to the birds in the park. He noticed a guy in a funny hat was suddenly sitting next to him. LSD is done, the man said. Excuse me? Bob was pretty certain he'd misheard and maybe let his trip rearrange the words. I said, LSD is done. That shit is over. It's boring. It doesn't do any more than what it's done. Who are you? Bob asked. He wasn't really one to mince words, and he was tripping balls. I'm Doctor, the man said. He had a hat with a propeller on it. Bob was sure that he wasn't tripping that. Doctor Who? Or maybe a a doctor of what? Bob asked. No, Doctor Who's a TV show, and I'm not a doctor of what. I'm a doctor of which. A witch doctor? Bob hazarded. The propeller didn't seem to be connected to the hat after all. It just sort of hovered over him. No, which way? Never mind, it doesn't matter. LSD is done. You need to move on. Where? Bob looked around, seeing the trail and wondering where this strange apparition was sending him. No, which? Which drug? Salvia divinorums. Go smoke the shit out of that. LSD is done. Go smoke the shit out of some salvia. Bob had heard of salvia divinorum, but he didn't know where to get any. He wasn't really sure what it did or where he could get it. Where? Bob wasn't really monosyllabic, but he was tripping balls, remember? He wasn't even sure the doctor was real. Where? Get. He managed to get the second syllable out. Here. Doctor reached up into the propeller, which Bob was happy to see didn't slice off his hand and spray blood everywhere, though. As he thought about it, it might have been interesting to see the droplets glistening in sun and a ruby sort of color. But the doctor pulled his hand down and now had a bag filled with dried green herbs. Doctor handed it to him. Smoke the shit out of that. She wants to meet you. Doctor got up and Bob looked down into his hand to see if the herbs were still there. And they were. He looked up to protest or say thanks, but Doctor was gone. He looked down the trail in either direction and saw no one. He checked to see if the herbs were still in his hand. They were. Given the circumstances and everything that had happened, 
Bob didn't feel like he could do anything except wait for the LSD to wear off, then go home and smoke the shit out of Salvia Divinorum the doctor had given him. And that's it, guys. That's the end of Chapter 4, A Sack of Potatoes. Tomorrow, uh, Chapter 5, Mystic Dimensional Smoking. Doesn't take much imagination to wonder where that goes, but I promise you, you're not going to get it completely right. Anyway, if you want to read the whole novel as it is so far, because I'm writing this as we go in lockdown uh, during this COVID-19 crisis, uh, it is at AVeryGoodNovel.com, or you can go to Vagabond.com, and I have it posted right on the front page there, and that's V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D.com. Thank you for listening. I am Vagabond. Aloha.